This is Trends and Issues in Instructional Design, Educational Technology, and Learning Science, hosted by Abby Brown and Tim Green. Hi, this is Tim, and I'm here with Abby. Hi, this is Abby, and I'm here with Tim. Welcome to episode 244 of our podcast, where we review the trends and issues in instructional design, educational technology, and learning sciences that we observed as we flip resources into our Flipboard magazine over the past two weeks. In this episode, we have four trends that we'll, we will share along with a recommended reading that goes with each of the four trends. We end the episode by peering into the crystal ball and making predictions about the trends we believe we'll observe in the upcoming two weeks. Abby, start us off by talking about our four trends that we observed and sharing our recommended readings. Thank you, Tim. Yes. Well, okay. We do have four trends. We do have four recommended readings. Three of those recommended readings have to do with uh, artificial intelligence because that seems to be the overarching trend for everything. And our number one trend, we're calling it artificial intelligence, just basically. As we, uh, just as a reminder for everybody who's listening, what we do is we take all of the articles that we flipped into our Flipboard magazine over the past two weeks, and we do kind of a, a basic content analysis. It's really basic, but we just start separating things out to see if we can find patterns. The first thing we notice is that pretty much everything we flipped, the vast majority of what we flipped this past two weeks, had to do in some way with artificial intelligence. Having said that, we did also notice that there were three sort of subcategories. There were some other articles that were flipped in that, that fit these categories this way, but that a lot of what we're looking at is just sort of variations on the artificial intelligence theme applied to these areas. Um, gosh, I hope that made more sense to people listening than it did to me speaking right now. I, I, I feel like I'm not sure I'm saying this well. Let me get straight to the trends. Number one. AI, artificial intelligence. In general, we saw a ton of information about this, including sort of these are the sort of the big pieces. Google's release of its Gemini AI, uh, generative AI and higher education, um, Microsoft's uh, release of Microsoft Copilot, which replaces Bing, AI's influence on teaching homework and critical thinking in general was discussed uh, in quite a few articles. Um, what AI can and cannot do for students was sort of specifically discussed in one article. Our recommended read in this area, though, has to do more with the mechanics of AI than anything else. But it's a pretty big, it's a pretty big consideration, especially for all of us who are who are teaching or organizing courses or organizing any kind of research where we experiment with AI. This is the article: AI's carbon footprint is bigger than you think by Melissa Hakile for MIT Technology Review. And as always, I apologize for the mispronunciation of anyone's name as, uh, as I'm reading these recommended readings. This article uh, has come out a few times or has been you know, sort of po pointed to a few times in the, in the general media. And just uh, taking a quick quote from the, uh, the top of the article, generating one image takes as much energy as fully charging your smartphone. That means, you know, using something like DALL-E 
to generate an AI image from a prompt is actually taking as much energy as charging up one smartphone all the way. That's a lot of energy. It is. It's very interesting to consider that. Right. So I think that that's, that's why we're recommending this here is mm -hmm. that for those of us who are educational technology oriented, we have to think about what the price is for experimenting with the technology. Uh, number two, digital security and citizenship, which is, we regularly see this we coming do. up. This is an, it's an important consideration. And uh, we did see a number of things, again, many of them related to uh, AI. The nations, or various nations' efforts at regulating AI came up uh, as articles in the past two weeks. Notably, the European Union's regulatory agreement over AI development was uh, heavily in the news. Um, Gmail has added AI spam detection. Well, Google has added AI spam detection to its Gmail. Um, we also saw, uh, separate from AI, governments are spying or are capable of spying on Apple and Google users using push notifications data. If one has allowed, like let's say that you've allowed for push notifications uh, on, your, on your phone, um, these push notifications can be considered a separate issue and can be requisitioned as data from governments. So it's a way of, of spying on, on one's activity. Um, we also saw, now this is getting back to AI, but this has to do mostly with citizenship. AI written homework is on the rise, and so are false accusations that one has written something using AI when actually it's your own writing. So our recommended read here is, he was falsely accused of using AI. Here's what he wishes his professor did instead by Eric Ofgang for Technology and Learning. This is a really good sort of single case uh, account of one student having been falsely accused of using AI and the, the interactions between the professor, the student, and within the student's family and how they resolved the issue. Um, I should point out that this was not the only article we saw on this topic over the past two weeks, one of the reasons it's trending. Number three, and this is where we're getting down to fewer articles, uh, but we did see a trend in software. So as mentioned earlier, Microsoft's Copilot AI software came uh, was announced and discussed just within the last few days. Uh, iOS 17.2 was released with its new journal app, which is uh, sort of a, uh, a brand new app from Apple that allows one to kind of keep a personal diary um, uh, of, of one's, you know, of, of things. Uh, I haven't tried it yet. I don't know. It's really too, too new at this point. Adobe also launches its, or launched its Spectrum 2, which is, I mean, Spectrum is what it normally uses as its interface. Spectrum 2 is a new design system for all of its apps. Our recommended read in this area has to do specifically with Copilot. What is Copilot, formerly being chat? Here's everything you need to know by Sabrina Ortiz for ZDNet. Uh, again, reading from it's sort of the top of the article, Microsoft's AI chatbot has proved to be a worthy chat GPT rival, even earning it a spot as ZDNet's best chatbot. And ZDNet is, uh, you know, a, a, a reliable source. So when they say that it's good, 
it's worth looking at. So that's why we're recommending that people kind of get uh, up to speed, at least understanding what Copilot is. Number four, and I, this was the one that surprised us a little bit because we hadn't seen this come up for a couple of, of episodes, instructional design and teaching. Uh, we saw a number of articles that just had to do with teaching strategies and with design strategies for instructional events. So we saw a focus on California's use of the science of reading to help with pandemic learning losses. We saw a very interesting blog post by Larry Cuban on lecturing and questioning, sort of, you know, the very traditional approach to uh, higher education instruction. We saw an article about New Zealand's plan to ban mobile phones in schools to help with perceived classroom literacy crisis. Uh, the, the idea here being to uh, mitigate disruptive behavior and to help with focus. Uh, and our recommended read in this area is something that, that uh, we assume is as interesting to everyone listening as it is to us personally, because one of the things that we noticed was that as soon as we start discussing this, it becomes a long discussion. Um, so to start out, here's the recommended read. The screen inferiority effect how Screens Affect Reading Comprehension by Eric Ofgang for Technology and Learning. And this is, I guess for us, this was a new term, this idea of the screen inferiority effect. The reference here is to the fact that reading from a screen, reading digitally, is inferior to reading from a printed page in terms of retention and focus. And so uh, apparently a number of studies have indicated this for a number of different reasons, but it does make sense to us as instructional designers that we have to be aware of this uh, as we're uh, recommending uh, assigned readings or, or well, not recommending, assigning readings when we're teaching classes or when we're working with students. Um, if we're assigning them, if we really want them to focus on the information, we may want to um, uh, prioritize that they use printed page, like a real book, as opposed to a digital book. Well, they're both real, but they're, uh, <laughs> you know, a paper-based book. But Tim, I, I think now I'm starting to wander off a bit, and I apologize to all the <laughs> listeners. Um, that Those are our four trends and our four recommended readings. I think it might have been because you're reading off a screen, right? No, well, no, actually, I'm reading off Ma a printed page. Oh, okay, well, my mistake. Now I'm wandering off. Okay. <laughs> Well, th thanks, Abby. Now we turn our attention to peering into the crystal ball and making predictions about the trends we believe we'll see in the upcoming two weeks. First of all, it's very clear that artificial intelligence, we, we predict right. plenty more about artificial intelligence. It's been a trend for weeks and weeks now. Yes. But beyond that, it's kind of murky. Right, we, right. Really, we are talking about before this time of year, and we've said this now for a couple episodes, it's that time of year where we're, we generally see end-of-year reviews or end-of-year reports. We really haven't seen these. We haven't. We're entering mid-December. As we right. record this, it's, it's just about mid-December, and we haven't seen really a, a, any end-of-year reviews, sort of wrap-ups for the 2023 or predictions for 2024. Yeah. So this is perhaps just because we're all so focused on the AI aspect of things and that it's it also new and different, but we haven't seen as much in the media about that. As we look in the crystal ball, as we're making our 
you know, practiced predictions, mm -hmm. we're going by experience. Of yes. How long have we been doing this? 10 years now. Yes. Like every year around this time, we see this happening. We just haven't seen it this year. So we're predicting it more out of habit than anything <laughs> else. Yeah. But we are entering into late December and ultimately January. We do expect to see someone doing a wrap up of the year and someone doing some predictions or some people doing some predictions right. for the, the upcoming year. So if you're listening out there, do one. So, you know, yeah, we, we get this prediction. This right. is right. Please. We recommend. <laughs> well, anyway, no, it's just what, what we see is more AI. I think yeah. that's well, your, your point. And yeah. I think that's exactly right. We yeah. expect to see a lot more about artificial intelligence in the upcoming weeks. And beyond that, it's murky. We're just not but sure. The crystal ball is murky. Yeah. Okay, well, that brings us to the conclusion of episode 244 of our podcast. We'd like to thank our followers and viewers of our Flipboard magazine and our podcast subscribers. You can listen to past episodes of our podcast and find the links to the recommended readings that we discussed in this episode by visiting our website at trendsandissues.com. Our next episode will air on December 26th. This podcast is produced by Professor Abby Brown at East Carolina University and Professor Tim Green at California State University, Fullerton. Copyright Abby Brown and Tim Green.